Welcome back to the Horror Sanctum. Jade here with John, Kellen, and TJ. And welcome to our first ever Horror Sanctum short. Uh, every now and again, we're going to get down, get to uh, watch a short film, something that's 30 minutes or less. And then we're going to chat about it for 10 minutes or less. Uh, I think this would be fun. Uh, and so there's some short films out there that deserve some attention. Our first film uh, was Ari Aster's thesis film while he was studying at the American Film Institute's graduate school in California. You know Ari, he's the director of Midsommar and Hereditary. Um, if you haven't seen the film, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons, watch it with us, but be warned, there are many trigger warnings in this film, a lot. Uh, so The Strange Things About the Johnsons, 2011. The Johnsons are an attractive, well-to-do, upper-middle-class family. Sidney, the husband and father, is a famous poet, known and adored for his kindness and sensitivity. Joan, wife and mother, is a dutiful housewife and obsessive homemaker uh, in the life of every party. Their son, Isaiah, is a charismatic young man who has just gotten married to an equally appealing young woman. In fact, there's only one thing that separates the Johnsons from their charming friends and neighbors. Isaiah, the son, has been molesting his father. Yeah. So the first sound we hear in this movie, and then we'll go around. The first thing you hear in this, you're like, what is that? Is it water? Like, you just hear something faint. And then you realize it's this young son in bed masturbating. He's looking at a picture. We're like, oh, wonder, wonder, you know, is it a girl? What is it? It's a picture of his dad. And just like that, we're off. I'm going to switch it over to TJ. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> uh, I had heard about this film, but I had never looked into, I knew it was an Ari Aster short. And I knew from my history with Ari Aster that probably everything he does is going to make me feel terribly uncomfortable. And I mm -hmm. need to learn to not watch them with precarious members of my family and friends. I, <laughs> the short version is I was somehow convinced to watch uh, in the theater Hereditary, I believe, with my pastor at the time. And then I watched Midsommar with my teenage daughter for the first time. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, I didn't watch this one with anybody. That would have went, went terribly. But uh, that's right. <laughs> no, no. Um Initially, after the shock and the awe of, oh, my God, they're actually going there. You know, it's obviously playing with taboo, but I think that's something that Ari does and does really well, which just to play with taboo for the hell of it, just the shock and awe, I've never really been interested in. But if you can do something interesting with it and actually make some points, I mean, this is a domestic abuse, trauma, drama film uh, and it, it talks about there, there's a lot of things and we don't really I mean we could probably do an hour on this so I'm just going to jump into to the meat of it what I see in this that it, it took me a second to think about after it was done that I started being like oh there's there's maybe potential for deeper layers there was you don't know that that if the, it does not seem to me like that first scene was when uh, the weirdness started happening with dad and son, because that was a really weird 
awkward interaction with the dad, even in that first scene. Like, I would not be surprised if dad hadn't have been abusing son. And because what we know from psychology is that hurting people hurt people and the cycle of trauma and abuse perpetuates. If someone grew up being abused, the likelihood of them becoming an abuser themselves is like a thousand percent practically to, to the average person. And uh, just, just that angle on things, but then the angle of, oh, they're making the older guy, the subservient and, and the one who's the fatherly, they're flipping that family dynamic. And it, what it really is about is it's about unhealthy enmeshment and where that can lead to when you make your person a parent instead of like a healthy relationship. And, and when you really think about the psychology of that, that's something that people do all the time to a lesser extent. They're using the far out extent to kind of make it a more powerful statement. But there's people that do this all the time with their their close family of origin relationships. And it really jacks up their relationships a lot of times with spouses and, and other family and siblings and uh, so, so what he did with that, I think there's a lot to unpack. For sure, Kel. Um, I kind of, I kind of looked at it as, um, why the hell are you making me watch? <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of, so I, I follow, I follow Sad, Sad Space Man video on Instagram, um, and I actually a lot of times will see something. Oh, that looks good, and I'll just go ahead and start watching it right then. And so when he introduced this to us, I was like, oh, that looks fun. <laughs> it was not. It was not. The poster's misleading. The The title is misleading until you realize that this is a dark film. Um, but all of that aside, is it's almost like a, you know one of those, like you said, talking about the psychology, it's like how far would you go as a parent to make your child happy? Like, where do you draw the line? At what point do you say, you know, this is unhealthy? And obviously this dad wanting, they, they, that opening scene to me was kind of like setting the tempo for how understanding and patient the father was. He walks in on his son in a, you know, compromised situation, not realizing that the son obviously has something wrong, you know, as far as his infatuation with his dad, you know, showing the picture. But it's, you know, showing that the dad is willing to, extend himself to make his son feel comfortable and accepted for who he is, not realizing that who he is is a monster. Um, and, and, and like you said, it flips that dynamic. It's usually the parent that's abusing the child, but here, here we have the child who is taking over that, over that abusive role. And to me, it's more of, you know, when did, like, how did that get started? How did the son get to the point where he was basically, being sexual with his father based you know and the father just allowing it because you know they have that scene the wedding day behind the fence and it shows you know the father's basically about to emotionally break down letting his son do something to him but it's you get that feeling like it's like the, the dad doesn't want to tell his son no because he just wants his son to be happy and and eventually it breaks him. You know, we get to that point in the movie where the, he, the father can't take it anymore. 
Um, but it's, I mean, it is an interest, interesting dynamic switch, flipping that whole, you know, abusive relationship thing on its head and going in a completely different direction, which is what this movie does, you know, within the first five minutes is, you know, it tells you we're going in a completely different direction than you thought when you first started this. So it's definitely a shock. It's, this is, this is a movie that's meant to, to shock you into thinking, you know, you can take it as face value as like, this is just a messed up movie. Or like you said, you can start looking in the psychology of it and realize, okay, there's a lot of layers you can unpack here. The mom sitting there allowing it to happen and then confessing that she knew it had been going on for at least since his senior prom. So she's complicit in it. The dad's complicit in it. So who's really the monster? Who's really at fault? It's just a lot of layers. Yeah. John? I loved it. Um, it probably top five best short films I've ever seen, honestly. And and it is a hard watch. It's disturbing, but I was not a huge fan of, um, I liked Hereditary, wasn't a huge fan. I have not seen Midsommar. I know I need to see Midsommar. What are we even um, doing? I've seen that. But, I've even seen that. <laughs> but I do think, you know, watching this, if I first time watching this, if I was not familiar with Ari Aster, I would think give this guy any movie he wants. Cause he knows what he's doing. Um, I think there's obviously a lot to unpack with the angle with the father and son and what's going on. You know, where did it start? Where did it originate? Who's actually the one that wanted it first? I mean, even in the scene where they're taking the family photos where the son is looking up and you notice even the father's looking down, they're kind of keep looking at each other. And the one thing that I really noticed too, that was kind of the whole, um, representation of being a monster like the cocoon man the autobiography is writing and just how the son they he sort of portrayed like he's becoming a monster in the movie when he kicks the door down and he basically rapes the dad and there's i mean there's obviously more to it than that but he's really manifesting that idea that the son is a killer or well, the son is a monster right he's becoming this monster just like the father probably was when he was a kid so um yeah, I thought it was tremendous. Loved it. Um, definitely got also some Jordan Peele vibes too, just with some of the oddness with the way they were acting in the movie. Some of the strange dialogue gave me that vibe, but yeah, uh, definitely loved it. Yeah, we'll change the we'll change the shorts to under fifteen minutes because we just we like to talk, don't we? Ten minutes have, is tough. <laughs> Sigmund Freud would have loved this movie. He would have loved it, you know, because it. it, it it, it flips the scripts on the Oedipus complex, yeah. uh, the complex, which is the, the female version. And I'm sure there's a, a scientific name for it, but I didn't want to Google it too hard and get put on some weird list somewhere. So I didn't do. <laughs> um, Smart. But we'll give our ratings and then we'll wrap it up. But I don't know if you guys agree with me on this or not, but the most disturbing part of this entire movie, and I loved it, um, but the most disturbing part is the bathtub scene. Yeah. Not because yeah. the actions that, that take place, but because the son didn't take off any of his clothes. He just let his pants <laughs> down the ankles and got in this fully full bathtub. Right. What? Come on. That made me, ugh, that, that gave me the heebie-jeebies. But um, <laughs> that lets you know his level of sanity there. <laughs> I remember, I remember it, it was an interview or a Q&A that Ari Aster had. And the first question he got was a kid or a, a student and said, are you okay? <laughs> and seeing stuff like this in Midsommar and Hereditary, you wonder, is Ari Aster okay? He's okay in my book. Keep making movies. Looking forward to the Joaquin Phoenix one. Um, as far as ratings go, short films are hard to rate 
but after thinking about it, I, I'm going four out of five. Um, it's hard to watch. It's disturbing, but it's very captivating. And it, it's very deep. It is very layered. Uh, so I gave it a four. TJ? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, initially, I was like, this is straight up garbage. And why am I watching this? But <laughs> the, the more that I thought about the psychological aspects, to be clear, I think the father was raping the boy before that initial scene. And I think yeah. he was basically teaching him how to be. And then it, it was just the cycle. And then he becomes the monster that the dad was. And then he gets the taste of his own medicine. So yeah. then that makes you have conflicting thoughts about, well, how much do you sympathize with him? But he would have only done that if he was also the victim of abuse. So because the, the movie makes you have to think about stuff like this, the, the more you, you look at it, I got to give it the four out of five. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. If I do, maybe only once just to unpack layers again. But yeah, yeah you don't have to love watching everything and, and yeah. multiple rewatches to think it's good. It's like, I'm not going to watch Schindler's List like on replay, but it's a great film. Yeah. Or the road, yeah, and and, and emotion and, and what you feel is, is is something completely different than you know. I'm going to watch Tremors probably 20 more times in my lifetime. Yeah, this one I might watch once or twice, but I wanted to share it with you guys because I had seen it and I did appreciate it. Uh, Kellen, what'd you give it? Um, I give it a 3.5. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely a good watch. I think it's the right amount of time. I don't think that could be a feature length film. I think you know oh, no, the no, amount no, of time no. that that movie took was the sweet spot. You don't need a whole lot of extra stuff. It gets right into the meat of what it's about, and it punches you in the face. It, it's it's shocking. It's gripping. It's it, so for what it is, yeah, three point five. I thought it was good, John. Honestly, I. I, I, I hate doing that. Five out of five. Wow. I thought it was, wow. as, as a short, I thought it was just absolutely in the end. Like, I'm not going to watch John, are it you lot. okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, I agree. It's like Schindler's List. I'm not going to watch it a lot, but I really can't pick a flaw out in it. So I would give it a five. Yeah. So really your takeaway here that we want you from the horror sanctum is that John likes movies about boys raping their dads. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Finish <laughs> <laughs> that from the record, please. Right. I'm going to go ahead and retract that. <laughs> Our first failed attempt at being 10 minutes or less is a success. Um, we will do this again. I don't know when, but you know, all you guys think of a short film, we'll get together and watch it. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Follow us on the gram, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you're listening to the podcast now. I'm Jay with John, Kellen, and TJ. And until next time, keep it spooky. Later.